Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Maggie. I'm your host for the podcast, and I could not be more excited that you're here today. We'll take the time to connect with us online at M. Blair Creative on all social media platforms. You can also visit us on our website, mblaircreative.me. Let's go ahead and dive in. And today we're talking about something so close to my heart, and that's ambition and time. So not long ago, a friend texted me asking me how I did it all, how I run a business while still working full time and still finding time to volunteer, to travel, to hang out with my friends, to hang out with my family, and consistently be in grad school. And I honestly didn't know what to tell her. And so I decided to actually step back and I wanted to really think about it. I didn't want to just give her a bunch of answers or kind of laugh it off. I really wanted to genuinely talk to her about kind of what some of my strategies are. And I decided that I actually wanted to share this with you guys today. So here is my biggest secret. If you wanted to know this about me, here it is for you for free. I'm incredibly strategic and intentional about my time. I'm so particular about where I spend my time and where I invest my time. So before we really get into it, let's um, add a little context to this. Let's take a step back and let's time travel a little bit back to when I was in high school. I didn't really know where I fit in because I never fit a specific stereotype or felt like I was that close with any one specific group. And a huge part of this was because I was so involved. I was in so many different organizations and I felt like I really could hang out with anyone and I didn't really have a specific, I guess I didn't have a specific friend group that I was really drawn to. I was in student council. I was involved with the community. I was involved with the church. I was a drama kid. I was on dance team and so much more. And I spent every day after school at a different club meeting and then I would come home, spend time with the family, and then stay up half the night working on homework. And I promised myself that when I got to college, it would never happen again. I was just going to be lazy in college. I was going to do schoolwork, get the bare minimum done, and I wasn't going to worry about it. And then by graduation, I had joined about 17 different campus organizations. That does not include having a part-time job while I was in school. And I was an officer in about 12 or 13 of them. Um, I haven't counted in a long time. Um, and I was exhausted by the time I turned my tassel. And people know me to be in a, involved in a lot. And they knew me as somebody who could handle it. They knew me as somebody who was reliable, who when I said I was going to do something, I followed through. And that's really how I kind of became known as this overachiever. I, I never really let my kind of my faults show to my friends and family. And the truth is, is there are plenty of times where I felt overwhelmed or stressed out beyond my own control. I felt so vulnerable. I felt like it was a weakness and felt like I was doing something wrong. And there were semesters when I was in school where my grades would slip or even now where I've had to stay up and I can only get maybe an hour or two or sleep before I have to be back up doing the same thing the next day just so I can get work done. And I know for a lot of people, people are probably like, wow, that is insane. Why are you doing that? But the truth is, is I understand that my work has value and what I choose to spend my time on is valuable not only to me, but to other people too. 
And so it's what it, I love. I love being a part of organizations that are doing great things. I love helping people who are doing incredible things um, with their businesses or with their projects. I feel a rush when that happens. And I know that ultimately the bags under my eyes are worth it. And there are still mornings when I wake up and I ask myself, okay, is this really going to be worth my time? Do I really have to do this today? Can I just push it off a few more days? And then I'll get an email from a client who loves their website or a friend who really appreciated the late night call with me. And I can't believe that I actually get to spend my time doing this. So again, my biggest secret is that I'm strategic, incredibly strategic and intentional about my time. Whew, it's a tongue twister. So yes, you heard it here first that I hate work, but I'm incredibly strategic. So like most people, I hate doing work twice. I hate spending hours and hours a day trying to figure out the best way to do something. And I hate doing my least favorite kind of work, which is accounting. And that's been a struggle for me. And you've heard the saying, you got to eat the frog first. And that has been such a huge part of the way that I figured out how to manage my time. And I'll talk about that in a second. And when I was in school, I had to be strategic about it. And so that's really where all of this kind of, all these tips that I'm going to share with you, that's really where all this came from, is that I had to be smarter than myself, or I knew that I wasn't going to get my work done. So I had to really find a way to be strategic, to be intentional. And so I came up with a game plan, and I'm going to share a few tidbits of that with you guys today. So the first one is the most obvious one, and that's managing your time. We've all heard the saying that we all have the same number of hours in a day as Beyonce, but what if we actually lived to that expectation? That if we all have the same number of hours as Beyonce, that we can do all the same things that she does, regardless of talent, regardless of time, regardless of financial status. What if we really challenged ourselves to that? And so in looking at my own schedule in my week, I had to start planning in a non-linear way. Basically what that means is that I had to stop thinking, okay, here's my day, here is chronologically how I have to go through my day. So at 9 a.m. I have to eat breakfast, at 12 p.m. I have to eat lunch, and so on and so forth. I really had to start planning non-linearly so I could really get what needed to be done, done. So I would map out everything that had to get done every single day. So if I had certain meetings, if I had a project due, anything like that, I would write those down as the things that had to happen. Those were things I couldn't move. Those were things I couldn't reschedule. Those were things that were completely out of my control that I had to be a part of or had to get done. And so then I could actually plan my week and kind of schedule in if I knew I would have 15 minutes between um, a one o'clock meeting and a three o'clock meeting. And I had travel time in between, but I had like 15 minutes where I could just sit in my car and listen to a podcast, or if I could sit in my car and listen to part of a sermon and have a moment of quiet, and that way instead I'm not burnt out at the end of the day, and I go home and I pull up my computer, and instead of working on a website, I binge watch Netflix for three hours. Um, Having little bits of the day where I could spend actually investing in myself instead of trying to do it at the end of the day and end up wasting hours and hours of my day watching Netflix or watching Hulu or something, and I could actually just really invest the time throughout the day instead of waiting. That being said, I would also try to schedule out my week to where I was eating the frog on Monday and Tuesday, and I was really doing all of the hard work that I knew I didn't want to put off until the weekend, 
because on the weekends, and I'll be honest, guys, and this is a moment of transparency for me, I hate working on the weekends. And yes, within Blair, we do work weekends where we travel and things like that. But I cannot tell you the number of times I have sat and literally tried to map out an entire Saturday where I've just sat and worked all day. And nine times out of 10, I end up just laying on my floor listening to Pandora or I end up going and my friend texts me and they want to go do something. It's gotten to the point where I've had to be smarter than myself. And I've had to say, okay, I know I'm not going to work on Friday. So why would I schedule anything on Friday? Maybe I can stay and work a little bit more on Thursday to where I am not stressing myself out on Friday. And so that being said, my advice as far as managing your time is know yourself better than you think you do. Overestimate, you know, if you're going to be tired on Friday, if you think you are going to be stressed out, if you think something is going to happen, go ahead and plan for it to happen. In the worst case scenario, you may get an extra hour or so in your day. So the second one, fast forwarding on to that, is to understand where that time is going. Like I said, you don't want to spend hours and hours of your day binge watching Netflix when you could have spent a little few minutes throughout your day investing in yourself with listening to some of your favorite music or listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video. Investing in your time throughout the day prevents you from having to do it all at the end. So for me, when I joined all of these organizations, I didn't consider it wasted time because I knew that it was an investment. I changed my perspective to see each meeting or each project as that investment in myself and in my skills. When you change your perspective from that everything is going to be an obligation to everything is going to be an opportunity, you begin to shift how you prioritize those things in your life. Understanding the worth and experiences and leverage and leveraging that thought to ensure that you're putting your time into the right places. For example, I knew that it would be a massive time commitment as a senior to run a student government campaign with absolutely no guarantee that I would get anything material or position related out of it. I knew it was going to be crazy and it was my last semester of school and it was going to be insane and it would be two or three months of really having to put a lot of work in. However, I knew that the skills that I would get from building and running a winning campaign from start to finish would be invaluable in the long run and it would be worth every hour that I would spend on it. However, I say that with the contingency that I also had to be strategic about how many hours I spent, when I could say no, and how I could say no. Which brings me to point three, which is keeping logic as a tool to keep your heart in check. I know for me, it's incredibly easy for me to throw my heart into anything I'm passionate about. But here's the truth. You can't spend 100 hours of your day trying to save the world when you only have 24. Probably one of the greatest life lessons I've ever learned is that I cannot add more hours to my day. So when I was in college, I had a planner that was hourly so I could map out the number of hours that I was spending in class or that I had meetings and I could do kind of a chronological order. And eventually it got to the point where I could really track how many hours I was spending in student council meetings, how many hours I was spending at the sorority house, or how many hours I was spending trying to plan an event, I really was able to map that out and kind of track, okay, where am I spending the time and is it worth that? 
Is it worth the payoff? And granted, you don't want to always be so selfish in the way that you're thinking about your time, especially if you're someone like me and your your heart really leads you when you say yes or no and it, your heart is really leading you in those opportunities. You can't always rely on your heart to be able to provide the best decision. And so looking at your time logically and understanding the worth and value is really going to be what really helps you. And so I would fill out the spreadsheet, and I ha- haven't used it much anymore because I've kind of been able to start doing it in my head, where I put a value on my time. So I'll say, okay, this week um, my, my business is a six. And so on my priority list, my business is going to be a six. So if anything comes up that's an, above a six, I have to take that priority over my business. And sometimes that happens. Granted, I'm a business owner and that is a priority because my clients are a priority to me. But when it comes to being strategic about my time, I'm wanting to make sure that I'm not prioritizing something that I can prioritize for another day. I'm not putting something ahead of, you know, say my schoolwork. If I have a final due on Wednesday, why would I you know, design some social media posts on Wednesday afternoon when I can do that on Thursday morning and have them scheduled for the next week. It's just being really strategic and really intentional about that. So with those three, let's take a quick recap. First is managing your time. Secondly is understanding what your time is worth. And thirdly is being strategic and intentional with that time. So that common theme of time and being intentional and strategic is kind of pointing back to the feeling of ambition. Ambition is not inspired purely by your achievement or your desire to succeed. It's inspired by an inherent calling that you have or that vision that you have for your life. When you're a naturally ambitious person, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're desiring to be successful. It's not desiring that to do something it isn't always because you want to be successful. It's, it's often because you understand that there's a need to be met or a conversation to be had and you want to be that person and you want to be a part of that. So if you're wanting to be an overachiever, then you have to understand where time comes into play and where your passion should ultimately be targeted and where that should be focused. When you're intentional about your time, you subsequently prioritize your ambition and your passions you automatically prioritize them in the right places because you understand what your time is worth. Because time and determination, time and hard work, time and consistency, time and intentionality and strategy really fuel that ambition and those passions. When you understand what your time is worth to you and to those around you and to the organizations you're a part of, you suddenly are able to really discern how you best use it and how you can really control it. I think so often we as business owners or entrepreneurs or influencers or just students or young adults, we try to kind of force ourselves to kind of be slaves to time. We, we say, well, we don't have enough. We don't have enough time. I don't have enough time in my day for this. I don't get enough sleep. And the truth is, is I think we don't strategize about it. We're not smart about the way that we go about our day. We rely on these planners to ensure that we're making making the right choices for what we have to do every day. But are we really taking advantage 
of time as our weapon of choice to get to our passions, to get to our calling. And so Theodore Roosevelt has this quote that I have heard many times, and I was watching an episode of Parks and Recreation the other day, and it was the finale, and Leslie Nope said it, and I just, I had to use it today. And it says, far and away, the best prize that life has to offer is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. I think that is such a crazy good quote because I think as an entrepreneur for me and as somebody who wants to be an overachiever, that's the goal. That's the prize. That is the best thing that I could ever think of doing with my time is to work hard at work worth doing. That is what I want to do. And so for me, we have to be strategic. We have to think two steps ahead of our own selves to ensure that we're spending our time in the right places, we're being intentional about where we're spending that time, and we're really understanding that our time is worth so much more than just what we what we put it as, what people think that our time is worth. Ultimately, we're the ones who can understand how important it is and how effortlessly it's thrown away. And so when we really take advantage of it and we start I don't want to say weaponizing it, but when we really start using it as our ally, we can change everything. We can change the way our life works. And so that's what I've been able to do. That's why I'm able to juggle and it looks so effortlessly or it looks like I'm not putting any effort into it is because I'm being intentional. It's because I'm being strategic. And so if you know where your time is going and that sometimes those opportunities that you think It's going to be annoying that I have to go to this meeting, but at the same time, it's really going to pay off for me. It's really going to pay off for one of my friends. Um, And I think that is such an important part is to understand that your time is worth something. And time is precious. You can't get it back. But if you're strategic and intentional, it's always going to pay off in the end. Okay, guys, with that being said, if you guys don't already follow us, please go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms. Um, You can go to our website and we have links to everything, or you can just search for us at M. Blair Creative. Thanks again for listening in. Have a wonderful week and stay bold.